little girls, this seems to say. Do you? Do you? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes, before he could find the right words. What you think I'm okay then. Okay then. Okay then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And the film of today is Whitney. Because you said it was about time we. Because <laughs> you said it was about time we did a documentary. Yeah. That okay. is Whitney, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there would be Christina Aguilera yeah. just in there or something. Yes, that was Whitney Houston. Or no, it wasn't. It was you. It was me, yeah. <laughs> trying to do a very bad imitation of Whitney Houston. Anyway, so yeah, we went to see it. I saw it in. Screen 14 in the IMC, the smallest screen in the planet. <laughs> oh, this. Oh, God, I've, damn, I could have gone there. Because yeah. I was going to go and see it in IMC and it was just the timings were off. And I said, I oh, know it's not worth the effort. I'm going well, to down. Maybe I next really week want to see then that screen. I can find a film that's on that screen and we can go and see it if you yeah. want to. Well, you see, the next film I want to see and uh, is Mission Impossible. And I really don't want to see that in a small <laughs> oh, screen. No, 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 no. We can see like a small not something like this film, this would have been ideal in that yeah but yeah. something that would probably be running out like it isn't yeah it's usually long. at the end yeah. of its run um yes yeah, so anyway that's where we saw it uh, was there many out well a small place i presume well, it was packed <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's 20 of us um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's gas like i always feel in that kind of thing um especially with whitney and with like I saw the disaster artist there. Oh yeah. Both. It's really only people who are fans of hers that are in there. People well, who are really interested in her life. I'd say so, but I was just surprised. First of all, I was really surprised it got such a wide release. Yeah. Because it was on. It's on nearly everywhere, but it's gone now. I was here a week. There's a few oh. places might still be showing it, but everywhere I went in to look to see time is they all said last chance to see was the promotion for it. Yeah. And I was nearly going to go and see it in the Odeon. And I know we don't necessarily discuss prices, but I'm going to now. I was going to see it in the Odeon in Blanchardstown because it was on early in the morning, quarter past 11. I said, well, that's grand. That's an early morning show. I can get that because I have lots to do. Fifth or no, 13 euro yeah. for a ticket. And I said, 11 o'clock in the morning. And now Odeon and Stilorgan were shown it at the same time for six euro. <gasps> Ridiculous. And it was Blanchardstown and Charleston, ones that are near me, were 13 euro and 12, 75 or something like that. And I said, that's outrageous amount of money to pay for that. And it's also on at the same time in the Stella for five euro more and the height to luxury. Yeah. So I said, no, fuck away. So I went to the IFI where it's only six euro <laughs> for membership. Now, I mean, to pay for parking and all that, but it was worth it. And I love the IFI. Yeah. And so and I saw it there with three other people. That isn't a franchise kind yeah, of like, thing. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, very... it's just an ordinary cineplex screen. I'm not paying that amount of money yeah, to go there. I would pay... Absurd, yeah. 10 is the maximum I'll pay with those cineplex ones. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> so, but we should talk about the film, really. Yes. So, um, what did you think? I thought it was very good. I liked it. Was, I really liked it. But I, it was pretty much what I expected. It was... Mm. And did you know... And now we won't give away too much, I hope, but did you, kn- did you know about the revelation of abuse... 
that came I towards didn't. the end. I unfortunately did because everything is highlighting it. Well, you, well, this is it. Actually, I, I imagined because one of her aunts, Aunt Bay, said mm-hmm. at the start, um, you know, people always wonder, at, well, towards the end of her life, like that, obviously people didn't know it was the end of her life, but towards that time, um, you know, she said, well, people always wondered how, like she, if she had such a fantastic upbringing, why is she so disturbed? Mm-hmm. She said that, and I said, "Oh, something happened." Yeah, I, I didn't. Growing well, you see, up. I probably just wasn't alert to that yeah. because of the fact that an interview with the director just mentioned about the fact that the film reveals she was sexually abused. Yeah. Child. Now, I won't say who by or anything like that because that yeah. is. But even that was in all the press. That releases. was actually that was actually a big revelation. I didn't expect that person to do yeah. it. I thought it was well, very close <laughs> family. But anyway, like I thought, um, when when she said that, when she said, you know, what happened. When they were telling the story, you know, and then her mother would be very harsh on her when it comes to seeing. But I was like, yeah, but that's normal. You'd see that Absolutely. with parents who have talented kids. It's like, I don't think that counts as, you know, so I, I kept trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then when it was real, I was like, oh, wow. And then I could see God bless her. And I could see why the friend and I could see why all this. These Everything kind of things. Before. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because, as I said, I knew going in because stupidly some of the interviews, mm. interviews with him, he mentioned it. But yeah. in the film itself, it's only a minute. They barely touch on it. Mm. They just mention it happened and they move on to something else. Whereas all the press are highlighting hugely. So that's why I'm saying you obviously got the shock effect, whereas I knew this. So you're better off yeah. not knowing. So not knowing. Say, yeah. And they're more on that. Yeah. But I really, I really enjoyed it. Like it's kind of, it was kind of like Amy's film. I was thinking that, I, I but I was thinking of you. And the yeah. fact you were so and moved I was like, by Amy. Okay, that was Amy. This is Whitney. There's going to be a Michael coming soon, probably. <laughs> I thought that too. I was watching. It said there has to be something like this about Michael Jackson yeah. at some point. There could be a John. As in John Lennon. I don't know. There could be. Oh, like... a bit late now. No one's interested in him now. You never know. Well, I do. Well, there's first, loads of footage there, of them. There has been. There has been loads of documentaries of John Lennon yeah. already. So, but I mean, things like th- like this kind of kind yeah. of um, stuff. But although. This one was different because there was people sitting down being interviewed. Right. Whereas Amy, it was it's just footage. It's all stock footage. Yeah. yeah. Um, both very good films. But Whitney, I, I really, really liked it. And I like, again, you feel for the person. Like, why are people so mean? And again, the same thing happened. The father did not let her go to fucking rehab. I thought that was incredible. As soon as I heard that, I said, oh, my God, it's the exact same thing. She was all set to go to rehab and she rang her father and he said she didn't have to go. Yeah. Now, uh, like, the father seemed appalling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, it was all this thing of why would you like he was suing her for 100 million. Yeah. I said, why would you? Why does anyone daughter. need that amount of money? No, but it's your daughter. Yeah. First of but all, to it's sue your anyone daughter. for that amount. But your daughter as well, yeah. particularly. And I'd, I'd oh. say if you if if he had asked her, can you give me a bit of money per month then or something if you're going to fire me or whatever? Yeah. She'd say, yeah, I, I'm sure she would say cause that's nothing then for her to give, you know, 100 million. Like one, you're greedy. Two, it's your daughter. Yeah. Why oh, would you the do whole that? Thing of doing that to his daughter was just yeah, it's it's yeah, it's and I knew when they said towards the end after she did that film, um, the and she was no, 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 the other one. Oh, the last one. Yeah, yeah, when she was enjoying herself and she didn't want to leave, I can imagine. I said, yeah, imagine going back to that day to day and ha- not having anything to look forward to, and yeah. then thinking of the drinks and the drugs things to get you, give you that adrenaline back yeah. and i was like oh yeah god like god bless her honestly and you know she was 
She's an amazing singer. She's really, really talented. Oh, she was. Well, see, what struck me about this and with the whole Amy Winehouse story was like, obviously, I was there for both of them. Mm. Saw it all as it was happening. Yeah, I and remember when Whitney died. And I remember when Amy died. As well, well, when Amy died, it was a sh- it wasn't too much of a shock. It was a shock, but yeah. my but everyone knew media what the thought yeah. Yeah. media thought was, I bet she's twenty seven. And then I just checked; she was twenty seven. Because you know all these the twenty seven club now it's just myth. But there's yeah. so many famous people have died at the age of twenty seven. Yeah, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Amy Winehouse, and there's a few others. And it is, a, it's basically, I would say it is some psychological thing that happens to them. Whereas Whitney was 48. So when she died, it was a shock. Yeah. But I didn't realize at the time. I just thought, oh, it's a tragedy. She drowned in that. Do you remember when Michael Jackson died? Oh, that was a shock too. The whole world stopped. I remember it came on the news and we were getting ready to go to school. Now we woke up at like seven in the morning to go to school. And it was like unreal. My mum, mm. because my mum used to have posters of him in her bedroom when she was growing up. The one with the tiger when he's lying down. Right. With the tiger. And she was like, she was, everyone was shocked. Everyone was shocked. And it was like, how? Because it was such a stupid thing, I think, that he died over. It was, it, it was basically yeah, some, medica- some yeah. medication Chris missed up or something. But also the same yeah. thing with Whitney Houston drowning in her bath. Yeah. And even from the film, I didn't realise how close it was. Your mum was only gone for half an hour. Yeah. And at the time when it happened... Because they didn't make such a thing of it as so dramatic, or it was just basically she was supposed to be there for some uh, some award ceremony. She's mm. performing at it, and then the show it was I think it was the Grammys, and I just remember um, LL Cool J announcing it at it or something like that, and saying we've had a death in the family sort of thing. So it was all mourning the loss without concentrating on yeah. the. Tra- it was just a tragic accident. Mm. She just ran about, and you just think, oh well, she was taking cocaine. I just thought, oh well, that's just the usual thing to do. Yeah. I didn't realize the extent of her drug problem which this film was yeah, coming across yeah which yeah you know it is it's 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 horrible and another thing i was going to say what really shook me was when she was starting off and she got started to get really famous and i think she was at some kind of it was a gospel thing where she met met Bobby Bobby Brown. Brown. Oh, it was the award ceremony. Yeah. No, but it was yeah. it was something that the people booed her. Yeah, that was, it was the same and night. you're kind of, because she was like, she wasn't really, she was like light skinned. Yeah. And she was like, you know, you make, you make pop songs. You don't make, you know. No, you make white songs. This yeah, is white it, songs. It, because, like, oh, people? you get it, you, you're watching Christ. it now and you get really angry. I got yeah. really angry with that. And particularly with the whole thing of boycott Whitey Whitney and all this. Yeah. But I can do, I can remember at the time uh, when she came out that, me and my friends, we were all into Public Enemy and places like this was what black music was at the time was rap. It yeah. was just coming up and it wasn't her particularly. You were you were actually they were actually attacking her. I wasn't in that regard, but they were. But they weren't consciously attacking her. They were con- they were meant to be attacking the industry that was pushing her forward mm. at the expense of things like rap and yeah, proper yeah. culture music. So it was just whitewashed. An all poppy thing and particularly with I want to dance with somebody I can remember that coming yeah. in and just say this is just vapid there's nothing here to this now with hindsight you look back yeah. and realize you just like we realized I realized she had a great voice but you didn't care because the music was just so bland yeah it's the way I looked at it but ultimately when they were shown particularly when you show clips in that film they said god she was so because you could just see the way she performed it was effortless you just yeah. saw her doing just exactly the right pitch, the right yeah, peak, the moment. Yeah. And the so way the she got annoyed with Paul Abdul as well. 
Yeah, I couldn't believe that when she was given. Well, it's the the whole movie stuff. Like, she was really feisty at times as well. But, like, really annoyed. And and she has all the right to be of, like, this just industry of spitting songs kind of thing. Like, just. Yeah, well, that's. But that's what we felt she was. Yeah. But that's what everyone felt she was. And that's why they're all. But but I still think, and I would have done, that that was an extreme of reaction. That she's up for an award and they all go mad with Billy. That's, like that's violent almost yeah. it was and this is it was at that that you met Bobby Brown yeah and he was the hero of them all at the time and this is what I found really striking was as the program, the program went on it's just said that he peaked he couldn't he realised she was just going up and up and up and he couldn't go any further and you just yeah. as soon as he said he suddenly was, yeah, of course he couldn't he just didn't have the talent yeah and he was an image where she was just raw vocal talent, talent yeah, and yeah. could have gone to anything yeah. like i would say if she had stayed because by the time she died she was um she was history basically she was past music she yeah. wasn't really a current icon she was a sort of legendary states whatever but she wasn't really going to sell out or whatever whereas if she came back with a whole new style she could reinvent herself or something like that a whole raw or whatever so and but I didn't think that obviously at the time she died. But now when you're watching this, oh, my God, what a waste. Mm. It really was that. Yeah, it, it was. Absolutely. It was. Yeah. That's what happens with all of them, isn't it? Well, this it was just so familiar, yeah. the paths that they're all going. Like, as mm. you said, the same thing with Amy Winehouse and then yourself to think, yeah, we always look back on these tragedies. It could be happening now. Yeah. Who are the stars out there that this is happening to now? Yeah. So that's why I admire someone like Taylor Swift who just completely stands up for herself. I'm no oh, interest yeah, in her music, I, but just really I mean. goes out yeah, there. She's just absolutely like, uh, this is what I always say, like she takes everything they throw at her, she takes it and makes money. Yeah. She's like, keep, keep it coming kind of thing. But she's lucky as well because she's in an environment where she can't. Whitney Houston could never have done that. She was yeah. always suppressed. Well, this is it. Her mom, Taylor's mom is so supportive. Like the fans love her mom. Yeah. And, her mum loves her and her, she has great friends and she's friends with other artists like she's friends with Ed Sheeran right? and they're great friends Yeah, and she has good people around her like herself and Selena Gomez and all these kind of pop like even Miley Cyrus and all them they have normal people as friends like it's not not even family and it's not even pop people who you're there by interest trying to push you forward or you know it, it looks mm. good if you're friends with them no, they have normal people as friends who are always by their side yeah. like always there for them well what did you think in whitney remembered the friend they Robin? mentioned yeah. yeah what did you think of that whole I scenario think i liked her i think she, she wasn't was very in it good. though what was interesting is she alive though i wonder i don't know um it, they might not have used her because it could have been controversial. Well, there is for the parents and the family because well, you know, they didn't like them. They but you like know them. the other film that was out a year ago or maybe less than that um, about Whitney Houston. You know, there was yeah. another. There's another documentary called Whitney. Why can't I be me? Which is out and it was cinema released here as well. And I meant to see that too. Which was Nick Broomfield, and it's it's the same part. Like it's a documentary about Whitney Houston and why she had all these demons. But its main impetus is that she was a lesbian she had a lesbian affair with she had an affair with this woman yeah that was her best friend and that they were lovers and that that's what destroyed her because the family took her away from her and once she was gone she fell apart and that's on netflix i well, was gonna watch i recommend say, i must have a look at it Robin I'm asked her to choose between yeah Bobby which i thought her. was ridiculous i said how can you possibly expect to win that yeah like you're turning around and put a major ultimatum on someone yeah so that's it but it was interesting that as soon as she was mentioned in the document she was asked the brother was asked what do you what about robin 
whatever her she, uh, opportunist yeah. no she he just said what about her no but he said then, he says she's an oh, opportunistic yeah. whatever whatever yeah but yeah it, it's like I, I actually thought she was the one keeping Whitney together and that's what I yeah well I had because she was she seemed so lovely and she seemed because she was friends with Whitney before Whitney was famous yeah so it was she kind of came with Whitney and helped her out and they were you can see they were great great friends yeah and everyone else presented that yeah whatever about lovers like I think they were just best friends yeah um but yeah anyway all right well shall we go to our challenges then okay oh here we go go on make a smart comment i'm not making a smart comment i'm just adjusting my position so who wants it you're hosting who wants to who will go first i'll do my challenge the challenge that you gave me yeah can you remember what it was no (laughs) yes i can it's to watch a spanish film that it doesn't have either penelope or Benicio or Salma Hayek or um, anyone famous. Yeah. And also I didn't realize until I listened back to the podcast, I've forgotten that it was this year, this century. Yeah. Because I was actually searching for classic ones from the 40s, 50s. I've never seen a classic Spanish film. It would have been such a waste to watch it. Bugger, I've done the <laughs> wrong challenge. But in the end, I watched one from, I think it was two years ago, called The Invisible Guest. Mm-hmm. And it was just one, I just Googled, um, Spanish films to recommend or something and this was came up and then I found it was on Netflix so I said right it was Oscar nominated for as far and it's 8.1 rating on IMDb so I said this all looks good and it was excellent okay oh, I was expecting you to say and it was God, yeah I know I'm building up to that it was so gripping it was like an Almodovar thriller right it was a real thriller like it was basically the story was and um, this guy has been charged with murdering his lover. He's married and she was married and they were having an affair and she wound up dead in this hotel room in the middle of nowhere up in the forest or something like that. And he was in the room with her and he's charged. And then he's meeting with this lawyer um, who's been hired by his lawyer. He's a big rich businessman. So he has this lawyer who buys off everyone. But he says he has this perfect psychologist lawyer who it's her last ever case and she will train him how to get away with this. Or how was it? But she insists he tells him her the entire truth about everything. And then it just goes back and back and into the affair. And there's so much more going on and all the layers. Yeah. And you say, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're just shocked by what's going on. And then on top of that, there's all sorts of double crosses and who's lying, who's telling the truth, because he'll yeah. flash back to what she said to him and then what he said to her yeah. and so on. And then who is who, whatever. It's just so many twists. It's it's like it twists and turns like a twisty turny thing to quote Blackadder. So it's very right. convoluted. But it's, it's there's certain parts that said, yeah, sort of saw that coming. But otherwise, I was just gripped to well, it. sometimes, yeah, you have that anyway. Yeah. But it's why I'm saying it's like Almodovar is because you can see Almodovar doing a film like this. Yeah. It's, you know, the way like some of his stories are really intricate yeah. and developed. Yeah. And they're very strange in the work on all sorts of tangents. But they all make sense. Like, yeah. you believe it would happen. That's what it was with this. I really recommend this film. Okay, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. The, uh, okay. the Invisible Guest, I think it's called. Okay. So, I'm, I'm looking out for more films from this person. Right. Is the way I would say it. So, that was my challenge, which I worked long and hard to try and find and meet up with. Because I know it's very important that we keep to our promises and do our challenges. So, Marina, what was your challenge? <laughs> I knew you'd do something like of that. Of course I did. <laughs> well, my challenge was to watch a rescue film. Ah, that's now, easy. Now, yeah. I was too busy actually rescuing a dog 
So. Well, so you lived out the the, the film itself. Yeah. You went and rescued so the dog. I Tell have, us about the dog then. I wasn't able to see the film. I actually went to see a, the, a drift, which is kind of like a rescue film. But then again, I can talk about loads of rescue films I've seen. That's not <laughs> the nature of the challenge that you invented. I invented, yeah. yeah. <laughs> invented. Yeah. So this is the third challenge in a row. I know. That you have. It's hard times. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I really shouldn't have thought of yeah. this. Do we want Damn me it. to go back to see a film since 1905? <laughs> um, so I Perfectly in colour. Anyway. Did you just deliberately shove the microphone <laughs> into your mouth? Anyway, um, so I saw Adrift in the cinema, which is kind of like a rescue film. It's a true story oh, right. about two basically sailors like she is very sick of her life in san diego so she's traveling the world and i think i think it's thailand she goes to and she meets this guy sam claffin Claflin. the one you don't like yeah I from their finest yeah okay i mean I, it's I, not, do like it's not I don't like him it's just he seems to me kind of bland okay it's just I like I'm him, pretty not, sure if I go back to podcast, there are definite statements of I don't like Sam Claflin. No, it's because I don't like him in the Me Before You film. Okay, which I don't Hart. know it at all. It's the one you know it. It's the one where he's in a wheelchair and she's the carer, and then she falls in love with him. And you, you said to me, you gave out to me. You said you read that. It's just so typical thing. You know, I was about to say exactly <laughs> that to you right now. You watched that. <laughs> anyway. So um, they meet, they fall in love, and then he invites her to go on this trip because they have to give um, their. He's being paid to bring this boat back to London, I think, or San Diego. Yeah. Anyway, they're being paid, and, and she goes along with him, and they hit a storm in the middle of the way. Okay. And that really like, it's a huge fucking storm like it start. the film starts with her waking up after the storm all full of bruises and disorientated and the boat was kind of sinking and um trying to see him or trying to find him and then it goes and they spend i think 41 days adrift there is a twist in the middle which is great i didn't expect it john kind of saw it coming um and as soon as he said he said do you think this this is gonna happen and i was like oh, i don't know and then it happens I was like oh <laughs> well done <laughs> it's all a dream yeah no um, and then she's rescued later by coastal guards really must turn off your phone <laughs> yeah Siri just, just gave me it keeps trying to get dream. into our podcast <laughs> um, so I really really enjoyed it alright cinematography was great even the scene of the actual like it takes a while it keeps cutting back and forth so it it's it cuts it starts with that with her waking up after the storm and then it cuts back to her get arriving in thailand and then back to it keeps going back and forth and then it meets at the end it meets in the middle when the storm actually happened and it shows what actually happened that night of the storm which okay. is great and um and that scene was it actually keeps you on the edge of your seat. You're like, oh my God, oh my God. Because it happens. It, it does like these immense waves. Mm-hmm. And it did happen like in the middle of the sea. They have these storms and stuff. Anyway, so they got caught up on that. And um, it, then it shows 
at the end of the film the true story and shows the pictures of them and all this and right. it's great it's absolutely amazing like it, 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 the, the images and the way they did it it's great okay so. well everything is said there it qualifies for your challenge yeah so, so well done I know without even planning <laughs> see it just comes so naturally we can't talk about that next week <laughs> Yeah, I probably, I would definitely want to see it now. Yeah, so, do and tell I mean, it is the sort of, so, so we'll review Adrift next week. <laughs> or I will. They challenge me to do to see that. You have to see a film that's out now about a With CC, one, yeah. No, all the qualifications. A film that's out now, one word title. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> without, without, not starring Salma Hayek, <laughs> any of these. Yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, I'll challenge. Okay. So now are we giving each other? Oh, yeah, I'm very happy to. Are you sure you're up for it? Yes. You, you will be able to meet this challenge. I want to see a film with the type where the, the first word is de. <laughs> Work out there. Go on there. Now. You, you can do it, Marina. The birds. <laughs> when you haven't seen me. Because <laughs> make a stand you right made the room. I know. One of my my um, drawing, not my drawings, but one of my posters. Posters. The <laughs> so you're just there. Uh, the bird. <laughs> Actually, the challenge I'm going to give you, I got an inspiration from looking at my posters. Okay. No, I'm not giving you a challenge of watching a film with "de" in the title. My challenge to you is to watch any film featuring Sherlock Holmes. Can be a classic, can be a recent one. Can, not the Robert Downey ones, because obviously you would have seen them. Yeah, and but I hate them. I have seen the Ian McKellen one, which is a very, very good one. Johnson yeah, through that's, that. That's an excellent one, Mr. Holmes. Um, and I've seen, I've seen the the Robert Downey Jr. ones, but I think that's it. Have I seen anything else other than the series? I don't know. We'll see. I think yeah, yeah like um, it doesn't even have to be um sherlock holmes being the main character i'm sure there, there could be it. that he well he's a, a, a pretty important character in it i don't know i mean i don't know if there is such a thing okay like let's say there was an avengers version with sherlock holmes as one of the characters <laughs> something like that would well, be Benedict fine is in the avengers <laughs> that, that doesn't count, not <laughs> actors who play sherlock because i told you that the most um popular the, the f- fictional character most portrayed in film is sherlock holmes Okay. I know in the history of film. Really? Being portrayed board and again. Well, this is certainly one statistics. And the reason I remember is because I remember being out with Ian and Shirley once and I asked him, said, who do you think, it, which fictional character do you think is most often portrayed in films? And Ian shouted out, God. <laughs> <laughs> fictional character. That's brilliant. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> oh, that's, so so that's, that, that's your challenge. <laughs> Find a film featuring God. <laughs> Well, there's loads, actually. No, I don't mean... Collateral beauty is one of them. <laughs> you could have every single film where to say, oh, God. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, thank you very much. So my challenge to you is to see a film that um, was either directed or has something to do with Damien Chazelle. Okay. This is Damien Chazelle of La La La. La, La. That's La. why you're looking, you're looking. She's a poster of La 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 on her wall as well. <laughs> he has. Okay. Because I actually things. haven't seen anything other than La La La. From him? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think there's actually a couple of them on Netflix. I think there are too. Um, Though I might try and avoid you constantly refreshing back to Netflix. 
but Netflix, if you want to sponsor us, yeah, because we're all we actually should have a slot <laughs> this week's recommends on Netflix. Yes, we should. Well, I definitely recommend the Invisible Guest on Netflix. Okay. Have a search for that too. I all recommend our listeners the out whole there. series of Friends. <laughs> No, yeah, that, actually, it needs your. That's, that's what it's been waiting yeah, for. Your recommendation. <laughs> talking about um, series and stuff about unsolved mysteries or whatever, like Sherlock. Um, people should watch Unsolved about Tupac and Biggie. Okay. Really good series. They should also watch on Netflix. What we'll have to watch are, um, is the Whitney documentary that's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Because as I said, it, I just happened to check last night and was going to watch it. And said, no, I've just seen this one. I don't see another straight away. Yeah. But I'm really curious to see because it is like it's pretty, it was made simultaneously with this one. Okay. And they're both British directors. Kevin MacDonald the Scottish who did the Whitney one. You know, like he's he's also made like he's made some great films, but he's made fiction as well. He did the and uh, the film about Idi Amin and the Last King of Scotland. Oh, oh, did he? Yeah. That was his first fictional film, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's James McAvoy really was great in that. Director. Yeah. That was the first one I saw with James McAvoy. Okay. So, so he's very good. That, that, that's Kevin McDonald who made Whitney. You've already seen Whitney, yeah. so you don't need to go over it. But it'd be very interesting to see this other one because of the fact it's a completely different style of documentary making as well. Yeah. Like, he very much appears in his films. So, give that a look. Okay. Well, thank you very much for listening. I've been Marina Gorski. And I've been Mick Jordan. Woohoo! My feet is probably burning.